Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Where we left off the last time was in Mark chapter 6, and it was Jesus telling his disciples, take courage in his eye, do not be afraid. (laughs) Remember why he was saying that? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They they were trying to row across the lake. Jesus had sent them away, remember, Uh, because the crowds were trying to make Jesus king, and Jesus didn't want anything to do with that. So he sent the disciples away. He dispersed the crowd, sent them home. Then Jesus himself went up to the mountain and prayed. And while he was there, he saw that the disciples were struggling with the wind. They were trying to get across the lake. Jesus decided to walk across the water. So he was walking over to the lake to the other side where they were going to get to. And he intended to walk right past them. But they saw him. And so they were terrified. And that's when he said, take courage at his eye. Do not be afraid. And he got in the boat. When he did, the wind stopped. And they were just astounded. They were astonished is what the scripture says. But to me, more astonishing is what was said right after that. For they had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves, for their heart was hardened. Their heart was hardened. They were far more concerned about uh, who was the greatest among them. They were far more concerned about, well, you know, Jesus, when are you going to get on with this kingdom kind of thing where we can be your right hand and you being the king and all that? They were not seeing what was going on. But Jesus pressed on. He knew. He said some things to them. Other gospels tell us some things that were said in that incident. Now in Mark 6, 53, it says this, very next verse. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Gennesaret and moored to the shore. Uh, so they crossed the lake. They come over there and they find this place where they can moor the boat. They pull it up there and they're on the shore. Verse 54. When they got out of the boat, immediately the people recognized him. So the people see a boat pull up. When they all get out of the boat, they see Jesus and they recognize Jesus. Now, I've got a point here I want to make today. (laughs) And I want us to see this. Uh, The people see and they see that it's Jesus. And they've heard of Jesus. Watch what happens. They recognize him and they ran about the whole country and began to carry here and there on their palace those who were sick to the place they heard he was. They heard that Jesus had arrived. <coughs> He's come up the boat, and the word went out through all the country, okay, throughout the countryside in our vernacular, okay? And the people started grabbing everybody who was sick, and they put them on pallets, no matter how sick they were. They would carry them And they were carrying them to the place where they heard Jesus was. Folks, this is so, so, so important. When people experience the true power of the Most High God, when they experience Jesus Christ, we don't have to try to be attractive. Okay, we don't have to try to get attention as believers. We don't have to try to do all these things that we try to do uh, corporately and organizationally to get people to, quote, come to church, unquote. 
all of that stuff is just simply superfluous. All of that stuff is just a, uh, it's really a distracting circus in the show. I mean, it truly is. Now, we do it all in the name of God, and we do it and doing these great and wonderful things, and we say, oh, yeah, we're doing this where people will know that Jesus loves them. Well, yeah, maybe so, but, but that's not what you see here in the Scripture, folks. What you see is where people are in intense need. They need healing. They need deliverance from demons, okay? They need things like this, and they hear that Jesus is somewhere, and they get their folks, and they take them to that place where they heard that Jesus was. So let me ask you this. Where is Jesus today? A lot of times people who are you know, believers and understand what the Scripture says, they say, well, he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for believers. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So let me rephrase the question. Where is Jesus today, and how has he chosen to manifest himself on earth? He's in those that are his. Yes, in believers. The very presence of the triune God dwells within each and every true believer, not the fake believers, not the religionists, not the church members, not those who do all the religious stuff who really are not saved, which is a pretty high percentage of people that do the go-to-church thing. No, it's within true believers that the Lord is. And so literally, that is who will uh, the people will come to, those who have the power and the presence of the Lord. Listen to what happens here, verse 56. Whenever Jesus entered villages or cities or countryside, they were laying the sick in the marketplaces and imploring him that they might just touch the fringe of his cloak. And as many as touched it were being cured. Do you see what's happening here? Whenever he went into the village, and what was he doing when he was going into the villages? Remember what Jesus did? He went in and he taught and he preached the kingdom of God. The kingdom is at hand. The king's domain is here. But as we saw from the very first time that he spoke, he not only spoke, but he did deeds. Remember how they were amazed that he was not like the scribes, but he taught with power? How'd they know he had power? Because in that particular instance, he cast a demon out of a guy that was sitting there listening. Okay, so it's the same type of thing. People are bringing their sick and they're laying them in the marketplace. What does that tell you? There's so many of them that they don't have room for them in any community gathering, in a home, even in the synagogue or anywhere like that. And the sick they would not want in the synagogue to start with. So they're just bringing them out there and laying them in the marketplace and they're imploring. There is that word again. How many times? Is this like the sixth time we've seen that word? I don't know. I'm not keeping track, but we've seen it several times. They are in, just begging Jesus that they might touch the fringe of his cloak. We've already seen the woman that was healed of the issue of blood. Let me tell you what, folks. This same type of thing is happening today. It's actually happening online today. I could take you to people right now, one in particular, somebody that I follow, listen to this stuff, and people are being healed because they're listening to uh, a teaching, okay? And they are hear, hearing it. Sometimes they believe and they heal. They're healed. Other times they don't really believe. <laughs> but guess what? The power of God moves upon them and they're healed. And you say, well, that can't be. Oh, yeah, God has healed many a person who is not a believer. And guess what they become after that? Yeah, 
Yeah, they start believing. Yeah, see, we, sometimes we act like, well, you have to do this, 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 and then you can become a believer because then, at that point in time, God is really pleased with you. Let me tell you, the Lord desires for everyone to be in right relationship with Him, and He'll move and heal somebody to draw them to Him. And so it really, when you see this right here, it really changes how we start to do things because we are the very power and presence of the Lord. We are made not only in his image, we are made to be his imager, to literally be far more than the reflection of God, but to be the uh, vehicle by which he moves in his power to bring forth healing, to bring forth transformation. I do believe if we started living this way, if we started letting the Lord just simply do what he wants to do, that we individually, we personally would be the place that people would come to because they hear that that's where Jesus is. For some, it may be the setting of free of demonic powers. For some, it may be for healing. For others, it may be for emotional healing. For others, it may be the type of thing that the Spirit of the Lord is moving in wisdom in you and you speak a word to them and it transforms your life. However the Spirit manifests itself in the, what we call the gifts of the Spirit, we want to be the place where they heard that Jesus is. Think about this, folks. It'll change everything. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.